Well, this morning we'd like to continue a lesson we started, I believe, last Sunday. And uh, talking about Satan and the, and the devil, dragon, serpent, Lucifer, whatever names that uh, comes to mind. And uh, there's a question that was brought up in Bible study, very interesting, and so, and we've talked about Satan different times before, and we mainly want to talk about him so that we will not worship him. But in the garden, when he was there, uh, Eve and so forth, did, uh, what do you picture, I always picture things in my mind, and that uh, doesn't mean it's correct or true, but what do you picture Satan talking to Eve? Do you picture a, a big snake and he's standing up like a cobra like that? What, what do you picture? Well, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't something that was scary to, to Eve, something that looked good to her, something that looked trustworthy. She trusted what he said. And, of course, what, what was it that really convinced her? You won't die. You'll be as God. There's covetous. That's what you see in the world. In the world today, and, and all those that believe that we're free will and free moral agencies, oh, we're as God making the choices and decisions, and we'll get to heaven on the basis of what we do. So, uh, very convincing to her. Uh, but what did he look like? Well, we don't we don't have anything of that, do we? Uh, and we asked a question last week. Where? Uh, where is Satan? Where does he hang out? He said, well, he's, he's down in the lake of fire, busy stoking the fire down there with his coal and wood and everything. Well, he's not locked up. He will be locked up a thousand years, but he's not. So our uh, minds may take us different places, but where is he? Where does he hang out? And uh, I asked a question last week, which was kind of the, one of the points that I want to talk about this morning. We talked about uh, a little bit. Uh, what does he eat? And you say, well, that's foolish. You know, what does he eat? Uh, if you went to his house, what do you think he would serve? If you went to a synagogue of Satan, what do you think they would serve? Again, we make a little light of it. Deviled eggs? Devil's food cake? Uh, it's, and you say, well, it's not important what he would eat. If the Bible tells us what he eats, it's important. I didn't see it until after this question was brought up in Bible study. It wasn't about what he eats, but after I got to looking at it and studying, it, it tells us what he eats. And, uh, and it can make you sick. So... Uh, um, trying to move right along. Where does he hang out? Well, you, these parts of these cities where all the drugs and things are at, that's where he hangs out. I could see where we could have an opinion of that. Or in the bars down here in Ironton, there used to be a bunch of them, not as many now. I could see where we could have that opinion. But does the scriptures tell us that? We have from scriptures, we, we uh, read about Job. Job's family come together to, to present themselves before the Lord, much as if our service here this morning. And Job and Satan was there, walking to and fro, 
seeking who he may devour. So he was there at basically a worship service, and we see that recorded twice there. Uh, we see uh, the church at Smyrna in Revelation. Said there's, there's said, I, I know your works and everything, and, and uh, uh, your poverty and so forth. And said, but there's some there that call themselves Jews, and they're not. They're the synagogue of Satan. That's, he said that to the church of Smyrna. So, Satan. Uh, Pergama. I think he said there that it's the, the seat of Satan. So, I think we would, Satan is real. And not necessarily look for him in the pool halls or, or uh, drug dens or something like that. I'm not supporting that. But I don't, I don't think that's where we look for him. As far as in the scriptures, that's not what we see. Uh, what shape is he? Again, serpent, dragon, a dragon like in the cartoons that breathes fire. What, what do we look for? We need, we need to understand. So what do we, what do we look for? Uh, we read last week that, uh, I believe it was, that... Uh, his uh, d disciples appear as false apostles. Or they're false apostles, but they appear as apostles of Christ. If you turned on the television this morning, I wonder if you would see any of them on there that would appear to be apostles of Christ, yet they're apostles of Satan. Um, says, no marvel, Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So if you're looking for Satan, he's going to be viewed primarily as an angel of light. I assume that's kind of how Eve, maybe, saw him. Don't, that's opinion. That's all that is. Uh, so how do we recognize him then? You don't know what to look for. Well, I think we, we can recognize about what he eats and what he serves to eat. That's what we talked about last week. And I'll, I'll refresh your memory just a little bit and then we'll go on, I promise. But uh, what, what does he eat? Isaiah says, uh, And dust shall be the serpent's food. Dust shall be the serpent's food, what Isaiah said. Genesis, uh, third chapter is what I want to... Uh, uh, go to, and that's kind of where we started all this. Genesis chapter 3, and uh, after he had deceived Eve and so forth, over in, in, uh, in verse 14, Genesis 3 and 14, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, Thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So, uh, I brought some earth here this morning. Dust of the earth. So anyway, so it tells us here. 
Thus shall thou eat all the days of thy life. And you said, well, that, that doesn't mean what he eats. Now, I do realize the scriptures are full of types and shadows and parables. I understand that. But we wouldn't understand them. But he says, dust shall thou eat. And he said, well, that just means that because he's be crawling on his belly, he's down there breathing dust and everything. I could understand where we could come up with that opinion. I'd never give it a lot of thought. That's kind of what I thought as well. But if we look at the definition of this word eat, definition of this word eat here, thou shalt uh, eat, or, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. You say, well, that's just because he's down there getting dirty and breathing it and everything. Definition doesn't say that. The Hebrew definition of the word dust, I didn't write down the, the Hebrew word, but means to eat, to consume, to devour, to dine, meat, to feed on. That's what it means. So there's more significance here than just, well, he's down there crawling in and getting dirty. That's what he eats. And then dust, uh, the definition of that is earth, ground, rubbish. And uh, this is what he serves. This is what he serves his servant. This is what he serves his children. This is what he serves. It's what he eats. It's what he serves. We would, and so we need to recognize that. Uh, and one more scripture in, in Colossians chapter two, uh, Colossians chapter two, we want to look at this dust, this earth, and see that yeah, this is. Uh, What he would serve. Colossians chapter 2 and uh, verse 20. So we're, we're talking about earth and so forth. Colossians 2 and, and 20. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world... Are you? Are you dead with Christ? So, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. These are all things under the, the letter of the law, which are all to perish with the using. For after the, command, uh, uh, after the commandments and doctrines of men, these things indeed have a show of wisdom in will worship and humility, and neglecting of the body, not any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. That was confusing to me for a while. But what that means is, not any honor to God, but to the satisfying of the flesh. That's what it's talking about. And then uh, in verse, uh, or going on down in chapter 3 and verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ. Again, have you, are you dead with Christ and resurrected with Christ? If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. As you look at your salvation, as you look at your eternal life, where do you, where do you look? Where do you seek? Well, I'm doing the best I can. Turned over, I'm turning over a new leaf. Where do, you, where do you look? 
Well, this says where Christ sits on the right hand of God. So we would look at, again, try to picture something. I, I picture some kind of a throne with, I, I don't picture details, but of, of God. And on the right hand, the place of authority and so forth, I picture uh, 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 the Son, Jesus Christ. I picture brightness and so forth. I have no idea what it looks like, but I picture brightness and everything. But as I look for my salvation, as we look at our eternal life, that's where we look. That's what this says. We don't look on things on the earth. Uh, verse 2 in Colossians here. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. How many today are looking things on the earth for their salvation? Touch not, taste not, handle not. This instructs us, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Again, I've got some earth here and, and uh, a spoon, which is devil's food. But don't set your affections on things on the earth. Uh, verse 3, for ye are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Our life is hidden there, secure there. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So our, our, our life is hidden in Christ. It's secure there. So then, verse 5, and I won't spend much time on it. We'll get, again, I'm just trying to refresh my memory a little bit, and yours as well. Mortify, therefore, and the word mortify means kill. Not, not physically, we understand that. Although people that take everything literal. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. And I, I like to point this out. It doesn't say mortify your members, which may be orbiting the earth in the space station. Before long, I guess we're going back to the moon again. Wouldn't have to mortify our members that's on the moon. Some of our lifetimes, your lifetimes maybe, may seem on Mars. But you wouldn't have to mortify any members on Mars. You say, well, it's speaking foolishly. Well, no, I'm just draw, trying to draw attention. Where do we kill them? Where do we mortify your members which are upon the earth? Devil's food. We don't kill the individual. We try to get that devil's food, kill that. And I thank God that our previous pastors did that for me because I, as I started out, all I saw was earthly. I told you all I saw was earthly. And I got to the law, you know, okay, you can't work or even play on Sunday or Saturday. Your garments has to be one garment. You can't have blended garments. You can't eat catfish. You can't eat pork chops. You can't eat ham or bacon. But that's all I saw was earthly things. And Brother Olson, Brother Don, mortified. Killed that. Killed that earthly that was in me. Uh, James talks about it. We won't go there. So how do, how do we recognize them? Uh, 
I said, you know, what he dines on, what he serves others. So how, how do we recognize him? We go to Isaiah, I won't go there, Isaiah 14. Satan said, I'll be like the most high. I'll exalt my throne uh, above the stars of God. I'll be like I, 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 I. That's your earthly food. That's devil's food. That's what he dishes out. And we read, certainly Nebuchadnezzar, that's what he did. Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, uh, I, built, I built this kingdom, my might, my power for my majesty, I, I, I. He'd been eating what? What had been served? What had been served was devil's food. Uh, Peter, Peter had uh, some uh, servings of devil's food. You say, what do you mean? Well, the Lord was telling his disciples... Now he must go to Jerusalem and be killed and resurrect the third day. Peter said, oh, no, no way, not so. Well, then, if our salvation is not in him being crucified and resurrected, then what's left of salvation? It must be of something else, earthly things. So, Peter uh, uh, had a serving of Satan's devil's food, earthly things. No, no, not, no. Over my dead body, basically. He said, get thou behind me, Satan. And, and Peter, it showed up again. Another uh, dose of it, if you will. The Lord told me, he said, now, all of you is going to... Uh, 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 deny me. And Peter, oh, not, not I. <laughs> not I, Lord. I would, uh, though all others forsake thee and deny thee, I would not. Peter, before this cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. So Peter had some uh, uh, devil's food. Satan desired to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. When you're converted, strengthen the brethren. When, when this uh, devil's food gets, <laughs> gets cast out of you, out of your system, then you mortify others as that, that uh, devil's food gets out of them and expose what is devil's food. So, uh, so do you see how easy, though, it is to partake or eat of this devil's food? Eve, she didn't picture Satan as something evil or something like that. Oh, I'll be like God. And, and the world today, oh, if you want to get to heaven, it's all up to what you do. No, it's up to it's God's plan of salvation through what Jesus Christ did. But if they say, I get to heaven on the basis of what you do, then it makes you as God. Devil's food. So easy. So easy. It looks so appealing and everything, so easy. Uh, back in Genesis real quick. Uh, 
and uh, verse 1, Genesis 3 and 1. And the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So here it says he is very subtle. He didn't come out there marching, I'm evil and everything and you follow me. No, very subtle. And the word subtle, and this is where we left off, the word subtle means cunning, crafty. So we, we can understand that. But you know the Hebrew word. Do you know another part of his definition? The word subtle, to make naked. What happened to Adam and Eve after they partook? They saw that they were naked, didn't they? Just another little side point there. Uh, and then five, for God doth know that the day ye thereof your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. Devil's food. You'll be as God. Earthly things are the way. Not looking above, looking to yourself. And then verse 7, uh, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew uh, that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So they tried earthly things. They tried earthly coverings. There is no earthly covering. So set your affections on things above. So... Uh, Satan's food, devil's food, is served with subtlety and uh, very deceiving and crafty. And it'll be pointing to earthly things because after all, that's what he eats and that's what he serves, earthly. But there's only one way and that, that is heavenly. So Satan can take any shape, whether it be a snake, a serpent, one on television that looks like uh, uh, an apostle of Christ. That's his disciples that's been eating his food. And Satan himself who appears as an angel of light. So now, this devil's food that's deceptive, and so easy, available, looks so appealing, can it make one sick? And the answer is yes. So we want to look at that. We want to look at making one sick. We want to look at defense against being made sick and, and cures for it. So uh, Proverbs chapter 23 Proverbs chapter 23. So we will talk about this devil's food a little bit more here and uh, what not to eat, which is what we've been talking about. It can make you sick. And again, I want to look at instruments that would prevent you from partaking of this. And if some has, then the cure, or first aid, if you will. So Proverbs 23, and start in verse 1. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, 
Consider diligently what is before thee. And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful foods. Labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings, they fly away like an eagle towards heaven. Eat thou not the bread of him who hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty foods. For as he thinketh in his heart, uh, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. The morsel which thou hast eaten, thou shalt vomit up and lose thy sweet words. I think we'll, we'll pause there. But uh, the first two verses, when you sit to eat with a ruler, consider it diligently what's before you. We, we talked about what Satan serves. Give a thought. We'll, we'll be having the Bible conference here, Lord willing, sharing with Mount Zion in uh, several weeks. Consider diligently what's put before thee. If you're surfing through the TV channels and going to the religious channels, something, consider diligently what's before thee. Don't just gobble it down. Uh, and then verse 2 says, put a knife to your throat. If there'll be a man given to appetite. Uh, We'll talk a little more later, but I brought a knife this morning, and uh, maybe for more dramatic effect, I used to do this a lot back in my old days, Linda. But have y'all, have y'all, have y'all saw movies? <laughs> I love my southern coming out of me, where uh, there was somebody they'll grab somebody and put a knife to their throat, and you can see it pressing in. And you think, boy, if they swallow, it's going to cut them. Well, this says. Put a knife to your throat if you'd be a man given to appetite. We'll talk about that later, Lord willing. Uh, three, be not desirous of his dainty, for they are deceitful food. So, when you sit to eat with the ruler, and, and we'll go back to verse 1 again. Uh, when you see, uh, eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. Uh, Proverbs 29 and twelve. So it talks about if you sit to eat with a ruler. Consider diligently what's before thee. Proverbs 29 12 says, If a ruler hearken to lies, all of his servants are wicked. So Satan, does Satan hearken to lies? He's a liar and a father of it. We know what he eats, and we know what he, uh, what he serves. Uh, consider, consider diligently what's before thee. We won't go there, but the scripture talks about uh, uh, 
those at Berea were more noble than those at Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things that was fed them or taught them were so. They searched the scriptures to see. They didn't just gobble it all down. They considered diligently what was put before them. So on this knife again, back in our text, put a knife to the throat, there'll be a man given an appetite. Again, don't just gobble it all down, consider diligently. So what, what is this knife? A literal knife? Well, we're pretty sure it's not that. But that's, that's how it's translated. But the, the, uh, the, Hebrew, the uh, Hebrew word for this knife we have kind of three, it comes from different words, and we'll have kind of three definitions that makes up this knife. The primary definition of the word knife, word translated knife, is intensive. This is not something just take for granted, very intense. That's part of the definition of this word knife. Another part of the definition is to mount an observatory, be observant. So that kind of, that kind of fits, doesn't it, with, with what we're talking about in Proverbs 23. If you be a man given an appetite, put a knife to your throat before you swallow that. Very intensely, intensively, you observe what you're eating. And the, you say, well, okay, I guess a microscope could be that. We could look at a microscope to see if what we're eating is good or not. But the, the third part of a definition of that word knife is pointed or edged. So that's the reason I brought a, a literal knife, put a knife to your throat. I can visualize that. If you be a man given don't don't just swallow that. Observe intensely what you're about to eat, what's, what you're served. So, and uh, it means as pointed or edged in the sense of a fence to shut in for protection. So we can see how all three of those, it's really, well, that's a really good definition of, of this word here. It's very intense. Mount uh, observatory, very intense. And also, for your protection. Don't swallow that stuff. Chew it up. Don't like it. Or if you find that it's not good, if you find it's devil's food, spit it out. So what do we have, though? What do we have for that? What is our knife that we would have? Do we have such an object? Something pointed or edged, used to observe intensively, to, to keep from swallowing and for our protection, what, what would we have? The scripture tells us to use it. What do we have? What does it say about the word? The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Could this be the knife that we're to use to protect us before we swallow this earthly 
devil's food. Again, those at Berea thought so. They searched the scriptures daily to see if those things served them was true or not. And they used the word. They searched the scriptures daily. That's what we do. So, uh, back uh, in our Proverbs again, 23. When thou says to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. And put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. So don't, don't just uh, gobble it down. I, I, I told you the story before, and it saddens me. The lady was a, was a shut-in, and uh, this is back before... Well, anyway, she was a shut-in and uh, very uh, disabled with her physical body. And uh, so all day long, she just watched the religious channels. Had no idea what was true or not true. And she even supported all of them financially, which her family didn't like. Some of her family didn't like. Randy, she didn't know. She didn't know. Her eyes hadn't been opened to it. Uh, but she was... ignorance of the fact and uh, with the best of intentions deceived eating devil's food all earthly so back uh, in uh, Proverbs 23 again and, and 3 be not desires of his dainties for they are deceitful food. Certainly, Satan's food is deceptive. Was the Eve? What we, again, what you watch on television and, and, and so forth, and what you pick up on tracks, very deceiving. They'll tell you how much they love Jesus and how much they love God. And then they'll turn around and say, but if you want to get to heaven, it's up to you. You got very deceiving. Uh, verse 8 the morsel which thou hast eaten shalt thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words so here's a sickness here's a spiritual sickness partaking of this devil's food not having maybe not ha fully having that protection of putting a knife to the throat that we observe and everything very deceptive again Peter and David you and I talked about some maybe Bill too but Peter had a dose of it with the best of earthly intentions Lord, no, you're, you're not going to go to Jerusalem and die and everything. No. So what's he saying no to? He's saying no to the true way of salvation. So Peter had a dose of it. He gobbled some of it down. 
And, and again, when it, Peter, again, the second dose of it, uh, I'm not sure of the proper order, but uh, Lord, no, I won't deny you. Everybody else might, but I won't. Best of intentions. I'm sure in his heart he felt that for sure. Did he deny him? Yes. But the Lord told him, uh, Satan desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. When you're converted, not if, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. So, uh, Peter had a, uh, a little bit of illness there, spiritually sick. Uh, we might look at example, maybe John Doe, I believe Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm going to heaven because of what he did. But then a wicked ruler may serve John Doe a little bit of his dainties. Well, you know, it's up to you to do your part. Heard a sweet little lady one time. She says, uh, talking about certain ones, she says, uh, how was it? said, it's not the Lord's fault. He's done all he can do. Best of intentions. Not wanting to blame, blame the Lord for anything, but in the same token, taking all the honor and glory away from the Lord. It's not the Lord's fault. It's up to each of us. You see, those dainties, they seem sweet. You must take the first step. How many times have you heard that? You take the first step. Deceiving sounds good. And then keep the laws. Well, can you keep them all? Well, I think if you do the best you can, find that in the scriptures where God ever accepts man's best. Man in his best days is altogether vanity is what it tells us. Hold on faithful to the end. So if Mr. John Doe who had once uh, uh, believed in Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life, and then began eating a little bit of these deceitful dainties, become spiritually sick. You can see how easy, and I know God's in control of all this, but you can see how easy it could be. Again, Peter got a couple doses of it. Nebuchadnezzar had a big dose of it. God cured him. So, we'll, looks like we we'll have to take it up again. But So, what's the, what's the cure? We know a little bit of the, what would help prevent it. Put that knife to the throat. Don't just gobble that stuff down. So, what, what's the cure? What's the preventative? We know it, I mean, we know it all goes to God. I understand that. But as we look at it, what's other actions that would lead to this healing of the spiritual sickness? And yes, it is. There is. There's actions. Of course, God works in us both to will and do of his good pleasure. But there's specific things that we're to do. For those that are sick, spiritually sick. Lord willing, we'll bring this up again tonight. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word.
we're dismissed.